This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features that we give to you. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. So you can go over to freetalklive.com and get interactive completely free. Once again, uh, that is freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. All right. So, of course, we'll talk to you about whatever might happen to be on your mind. We're going to start out by going right to the phones and to the fun. Let's talk to TSA George on the line from D.C. Hey, George. Hey, guys. What's up? What's on your mind tonight? Well, here's the latest uh, round of inefficiency going on at my airport. All right. Here. Uh, we're building a whole new checkpoint for that uh, pre-check. You heard of that, right? Where people submit our personal information to um, breathe through security. Oh yeah, so, I, th- I had heard something about that. I didn't know they were going to get their own special checkpoint. That's interesting. Who? Wait, who is this? Yeah, but, What's this again? Yeah, I've, yeah, it's a pre-check security checkpoint. Basically, you, t- you get the government info here to make sure whether or not you're one of those type of people that'll be a threat or not. And then when you um, that way you go through this uh, special checkpoint where supposedly you don't have to take your shoes off, although the TSA changed their minds about that. Mm. You'll still have to do that. But at least you can leave your laptop in the bag. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's like, What's I the fee, by the way, attached to it? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, they're building this new checkpoint at my airport just for these guys. But closing down one of the, the diamond checkpoint, And it's like, well, why build this checkpoint at all if you're going to close down the diamond one? Right there, which holds probably just, just as many people. Now, what is the diamond right checkpoint? I, I'm confused. Uh, that, we have a diamond checkpoint at our airport. It's basically for business guys who are flying by themselves, you know, or professional travelers, or uh, if you're flying first class. For diamond example, class or people. For the, yeah, or for the wheelchair people. We send all the, all the, all the um, air service hunting people who, you know, push the wheelchairs for the disabled people. We send them there, too. So they all go to Diamond, essentially, and we're shutting that down just to open up this other one, and we're just going to leave the other part empty space, pretty much blowing tax dollars basically for nothing. Like, I asked them, why why, why just uh, why not just convert the Diamond checkpoint into the pre-check? And they're like, well, they want it with the new millimeter wave thing, so that's why. And uh, apparently the ceilings aren't high enough at the Diamond. They're going to get one millimeter wave. That's the other kind of body scanner. The one that's supposedly not as bad. Right. Yeah, um, the backscatter ones. I wouldn't work so, too yeah, close to it if I were you, George. Yeah. So I, what I, is it I that this new don't. program costs? I mean, like you said, you've got to give up some information to the uh, the feds. What kind of cash do you have to give up? I think it's probably about 100 bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. You might want to try flyclear.org. I don't have that information on me at the moment. What is it? But Fly yeah, what? Flyclear or no, pre-check. Uh, TSA pre-check. Interesting. I wonder how uh, you know how how and useful I, that will be, and if it will actually you know result in people being uh, less scrutinized, and if so, how you know whether terrorists will be able to actually use the program to you know infiltrate uh, somewhat uh, these uh, these airlines. It who knows. To me, to me, it's a waste of money. It's like okay, so you can keep a light jacket on and your shoes shoes on, but that's only if your shoes don't set off the metal detector. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you walk in with a pair of boots all of a sudden, and, and you might as well have been at the normal checkpoint. You just wasted your money for nothing. They will. 
Thanks for the Better. update, uh, George. Appreciate hearing from you tonight, and thank you for the call as always. Eight five five four fifty free TSA. George, of course, working uh, for the TSA for what, like a decade now? Yeah, it has to have been pretty much. So yeah, I'm, I'm very. I, I wanted to uh, to ask him something just because TSA George is a fixture on this show. He's a yeah. he's a hero to to many, and um, I was very thrilled to to be here with him for however short a moment. Next time he calls <laughs> George, call next Tuesday. No, and you've never been to Pork Fest before because he's always he's always at Pork Fest. He's always at Pork the Fest. The Porcupine Freedom Festival. The last several years, TSA George has been there. I've been to 2008, 2009, 2010. Yeah, he was That's there. It. You just didn't you just didn't uh, hook up with him. Okay. So next time if you're there uh, next year, I'll be sure to uh give y'all an introduction. That'd be great. I appreciate it. All right. Doesn't sound like this new program is really worth the uh the upgrade money, huh? Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. 855-450-3733. Maybe Let's... just at that airport. At other airports that might be worth it. I to the know. phones and your thoughts. Blaine listening in Kansas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey Blaine. Hey, um, thanks for taking my call, guys. No I, uh, you guys talked about um, the spice issue the other night. And yes. I just wanted to relate my experiences. I've probably tried it 20 to 30 times from the time it was K2 about four years ago. Okay, hold on. So isn't K2 a time. different brand from spice? Correct. Yes. Um, and this is a synthetic marijuana, ago, you know, right? It's pretty mild, but even my most recent experience about six months ago with this newer stuff, it just absolutely scared me. To with, with just to be clear, what's what did you take? Was it spice or K two? Which brand was it? This was a uh, different spice brand. I don't remember what the most recent one was called. But it is one of the. Brand. Is it a spice product or is it a different product by yeah. a different manufacturer? Um, it's a spice product. Okay. And I, I know that uh, whenever I took it, you know, my heart would just pound out of my chest like your other caller had said the other night. And, you know, it was one of the scarier things I've ever, you know, ever done. And, you know, I think if we would not regulate marijuana like we do, this wouldn't be an issue. And kids in high school wouldn't be going to buy it all the time. Yeah, it's kind of scary that the the fake marijuana is uh, dangerous and and frightening to people, but the real marijuana is what's illegal. Right. Well, I appreciate you sharing that story. Anything else uh, on your mind tonight? No, that was it. Thank Thanks, God. Blaine. Appreciate it. I actually have an update about uh, Spice here in a little bit. We can maybe talk about that. Eric is on the line listening in Columbus. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Eric. Hey. Uh, I was calling yesterday. Uh, I was the guy whose wife took five years to get a tubal. A tubal ligation. Yes, sir. Yeah. So um, I-, I wanted to follow up because uh, later on in the in the show, you guys were talking about how it invasive over having a vasectomy and whatnot, and I just wanted to share some information that um, actually what my wife had done, it's a new procedure called Esher. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Say it again. Can you spell that? Esher. It's uh, E-S-S-U-R-E. Okay. So uh, it's actually a new uh, procedure for women, and it actually uh, requires no cutting or anything like that. Really? Uh, Yeah. It's actually just a little tiny it looks like a spring and they actually just stick it in the fallopian tubes and that causes scar tissue and it just blocks up the whole thing and then you're done. Wow. Small flexible inserts are placed into the fallopian tubes by a catheter passed from the vagina through the cervix and uterus. According to Wikipedia, the insert contains inner polyethylene terephthalate fibers to induce benign fibrotic reaction 
and is held in place by flexible stainless steel inner coil and a dynamic outer nickel titanium alloy coil. What could go wrong? (laughs) Once in place, the device is designed to elicit tissue growth in and around the insert to form over a period of three months an occlusion or blockage in the fallopian tubes. The tissue barrier formed prevents sperm from reaching an egg. Unlike other forms of tubal ligation, no general anesthetic nor incision through the abdomen is required. Uh, let's see. Additionally, f- additional forms of birth control must be continued for that three-month yeah. period where uh, the you know the, the tissue growth it's is, gonna be bad news if you don't is occurring. But uh, so is this supposed to be something that lasts for lifetime? Yeah, it's permanent, and in this case, uh, it's impossible to reverse compared mm. to the to the tubal. But yeah, you don't have all that time, and my wife was back to work the next wow. day, so it's uh, it's much less invasive. And what about the cost? Since it's not cutting, it's probably cheaper, I would imagine. Yeah, it's much cheaper. It's something like 800 bucks. Hell of a deal. Wow. That does change <laughs> yeah. a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge, uh, big, that's a big difference from the conversation we were having last night. Where Did, they, did the doctor discuss uh, with you anything like the dangers of this? I mean, were there... It's close to nothing. Um, there's really been no major side effects at all. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. That is very useful information, especially for any ladies out there listening who are kind of concerned about the whole cutting thing. Thanks for the call, Eric. That's, yeah, that's E-S-S-U-R-E. Escher, maybe? 855-450-3733. You take control. Free Talk Live. Online Bitcoin poker at sealswithclubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at sealswithclubs.eu. Great play rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at sealswithclubs.eu. No seals were harmed in the making of this advertisement. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features. We give them away. Once again, freetalklive.com. You can control the content on the site. So you, whatever you see there on the front page, created by listeners like you. As you scroll down the front page, you'll see numbered items. Each one of those numbered items would not be there were it not for you participating in the site. You tell us what's important. You tell us the stuff online that you think is interesting that you maybe want us to talk about on the air. You can go to freetalklive.com and you can submit whatever you want to uh, the website and then others can vote on it so when you go to the site you can uh, enter the upcoming stories page and then on the upcoming stories page you can vote on whatever the freshest content is on the site the more votes an item gets the more likely it will be to be promoted to the front page and the top of the site so go and get interactive all free at freetalklive.com seals with clubs is online bitcoin poker Seals doesn't want to know all about you. They just want a username, 
and an optional email. So, you know, you, that way you can log in. You can keep money in your account. Uh, the email will allow you to have access to your account if you should lose your, you know, your uh, password or whatever. But if you don't think you'll lose your password, that's fine. They don't need bank info. They don't need credit card info. They don't need any documentation whatsoever. You can go there. You can play with the online currency known as Bitcoin, since governments don't call that money. Um, you know, it's it's not like trying to play poker with cat with uh u.s dollars it's a heck of a lot easier the bitcoins make it easy you can by the way seals with clubs recommends bitinstant.com is a fast safe secure way to get your bitcoins deposits into seals with clubs.eu mm-hmm. i should say they're also seals with clubs.com by the way uh, seals with clubs.eu deposits are instant and cash outs are always the same day even if you don't have any bitcoins yet you can go to their site check it out they have free tournaments going on every hour that pay bitcoins to the winner. So you can pay, you can play in the tournament with no money and win bitcoins, and then use the bitcoins to continue to play and continue to play. And continue. it's it's amazing. Seals Johnny Ray, are, are you seals with clubs? Dot eu. Dot eu. Are you a gambling man, Johnny? Uh, I like to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this is, sounds like a really great opportunity for people that are into poker. I didn't know if you were into poker because I know that you like the uh, the Dominion. Oh God, I love Dominion. Uh, Dominion is the greatest game. Period. <laughs> do people play Dominion for money? Um, they do. In fact, I hosted a tournament at the Keen Activist Center. That's right. And um, I put up an ounce of silver, and luckily, my girlfriend at the time she won she it. She won it. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, there you go. Seals with so did clubs. Get it back? How do you? Uh, no. Well, um, then what's lucky about it? She she. <laughs> it was a good feeling. Yeah. The, at the at the time, I considered it lucky. Um, Justin X he called shenanigans on the whole thing because Allison had won the ounce of silver. But when um when we broke up, she tried to give me all the silver back. Really? And, yeah. Yeah. And um, well, cause, did she want cash for it or? Uh... No, um, she. I had gotten, um, you know, gotten all my stuff together and taken it out, and then she collected some scraps and stuff, and was like, "You forgot some stuff." And um, among that stuff was my 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 kitty, my um, my bag of silver coins, and she. Oh, had, so they were your silver. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought yep. she was giving you her silver. Well, she she took all the coins, put them all together. She's got. I'm not gonna say she's uh, she's silver rich, much more than I am. Nice. Um. But um, but a lot she of had, good that does you now. <laughs> <laughs> she had taken all my coins and given them back to me, and I insisted that she keep the one that she had won because I'm such a wonderful a man. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. But uh, but I bought some bitcoins today. You did. That's why I brought it up because uh, you were just showing us excitedly before the show started tonight that uh, that you had acquired bitcoins through BitInstant.com. Yeah, I'm a pretty excitable person, and um, bitcoins are exciting. I mean, they they are to me. Yeah, me too. It's new. It's fresh. I mean, it's there's they're unique. So well, I got I bought excited. I bought a modest amount at um, at CVS. I didn't go to CVS and buy bitcoins, but there's a process you go through where yep. you buy where you pay. Um, you go to a MoneyGram location, and those include CVS as well as Walmart and a number of other places across the country. Very good. Yep, and I purchased about ten percent of my paychecks worth of bitcoins. Nice and. Um, That's uh, a good habit for savings, by the way. Is that t- the ten percent habit? Because you know, ten percent usually isn't going to make or break uh, break you on a, a paycheck. But every single paycheck, if you're putting away ten percent, that's going to add up. Yep. Well, I'm a janitor, and um, this um, 
this past week, I was um, cleaning the offices of a financial services company, mm-hmm. and uh, some young, young, hot on the make um, salesman came up and asked, "Hey, have you ever? What do you think about life insurance?" And I said. <laughs> He said, well, I'm, I buy Bitcoins and silver. And I was lying because I'd never bought a Bitcoin in my life. But I was at the time I was excited about it. So I right. wanted to throw that in there. We got into a conversation about it. And I decided, well, I've got to buy some Bitcoin. I've got to be honorable about my, you know, what I said there. Right. So, so I bought some today and I intend to continue buying Bitcoin week it's a, after week. It's a learning process for sure. And, you know, it helps if you have somebody that can answer some questions, I think, at the beginning. But there are some good resources out there. Uh, WeUseCoins.org, of course, a good intro site for that. Because one of the things you were asking about is, is where the coins are stored. And it's you know, the concepts are completely different from money we're used to. There's no vault that these things are stored. They're not actually stored on your phone or on your computer. They're stored across the Bitcoin network. They're math problems on the internet. Yeah. Is that right? I think so. I mean... You have a key to the wallet. They're a cryptographic currency. Yeah. Yeah, You have a key. Your key will call... Your wallet is your key. Well, yes, but you have a a secret key to the wallet. And if you lose the wallet, you can go download a different wallet, use the the key, the secret key on that wallet to call your Bitcoins to you like uh, little pigeons. Mm. It's awesome. We're like little glowing orbs in video games. After you defeat enemies, then you suck the resources, the... Go on, Ian. Eight five five. Understand that are not allowed to buy bitcoins. Eight five five four fifty free. The toll free number tonight. So, by the way, just a little bit more about this. Uh, again, I don't know how it's pronounced. He pronounced it Esher, Esher, maybe E S S U R E. It is a permanent non-surgical transcervical sterilization procedure for women, uh, developed by Conceptus Incorporated. or just people with cervixes. And uh, according to the piece here, they say that this procedure has now been in uh, – it's been used for now over 10 years or just about 10 years. See, we didn't and even know that. That's why you don't take medical advice from Free Talk Live. The Escher the procedure is 99.74% effective based on five years of follow-up with zero pregnancies reported in clinical trials. The reported insertional failure rates are failure to place two inserts in the first procedure, which is a 5% failure rate. The initial tubal patency at 3.5%. I have no idea what that means. Expulsion, 2.2%. Perforation, 1.8%. Or other unsatisfactory device location, 0.6%. Upon follow-up, occlusion is observed to have occurred in 96.5% of patients because basically these are uh, devices that encourage the uh, the walls of the fallopian tubes to basically uh, grow tissue that blocks any you know any egg or sperm from reaching an egg. So it's an it's an amazing uh, procedure. It sounds like that is very very effective and also very very affordable. And certainly, if anybody uh, else wants to share their thoughts on birth control, we're certainly welcome to talk about that. It was one of our topics from last night. Still on the way though. Uh, we can talk spice if you'd like. Eight five five. 453-1855-450-3733. Coming up also, a three-and-a-half-year-old a three-and-a-half-year-old is forced to change his name. We'll explain in moments. 
Hi, I'm Tim Cummins, here to remind you that whenever you look in the mirror, you see a person of amazing ability, a person that people love and cherish and want to be around, a person that gets things done and is an an excellent individual in every way. And when you think about that, you remember that verbal surgery changes you from the inside out. So check out my podcast at verbalsurgery.com. Yeah, baby. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the various features that you'll find there. Uh, they are free for you, including the listening options. We have broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show. Different size bit rates for different internet connection sizes. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. You can get tuned in there for free. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you can uh, get a list of over 110 radio stations on AM and FM across the country that air the show at various different times throughout the week. In addition, you can learn about our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, where we're also heard all seven nights per week. The KU Band free-to-air channel, as well as the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to uh, call from any phone that can dial long distance, though our webcam is down temporarily, so bear with us. Of course, the nice thing about Free Talk Live is if one of our listening methods, for whatever reason, is not working, there are others, and you can use whichever ones work best for you. Over at listen.freetalklive.com, you know, we had somebody call in about Spice and their experience with it. And Spice is a, um, a synthetic cannabinoid it is a uh, sort of an ape of marijuana it is a pri- you know private company trying to uh, basically imitate the effects of cannabis through chemical process and certain versions of this as well as some of the bath salts as they've been called which are products that try to imitate other drugs like cocaine or or ecstasy uh, or for instance i think speed or methamphetamine these are products that uh, some of them have been prohibited. So usually what ends up happening is they'll just change the formula a little bit and, uh, and re-release them. But uh, there's an interesting piece here from Reason.com over at uh, Reason.com by Mike Riggs. He says, a top priority for the National Institute on Drug Abuse has always been, a, been to find a way to make illicit drugs chemically unenjoyable. As recently as last year, NIDA Chief Nora Volko told 60 Minutes that her agency was looking for a cure for getting high. But it appears NIDA's quest to cure Americans of their enjoyment of marijuana has backfired. According to a report in the New Orleans Times-Picayune, funds from NIDA helped create the dangerous marijuana alternative known as SPICE. And also K2. So SPICE and K2 are failed government experiments? The funds were dispersed in the mid-1990s to a Clemson University researcher named John W. Huffman. It was while searching for a cure to marijuana addiction that Huffman developed the formula for spice. Now, I don't know. I don't think we've shared this particular story before, but it sounds familiar. So I think someone might have called about this and, uh, and dropped this on the air at one point. I haven't heard it. I don't Former think- Clemson University chemistry professor Don, uh, John Huffman is the namesake of JWH018. Which we've been talking about, how this is the name of this chemical that's in spice is JWH hyphen and then a three-digit number. Well, JWH stands for John W. Huffman. <laughs> uh, he is the namesake of JWH-18, JWH-073, and JWH-200, three of the synthetic cannabinoids banned by the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration in 2011. 
The National Institute of Drug Abuse wanted to research marijuana, said Dr. Victor Tuckler, the emergency room toxicologist at Interim LSU Public Hospital in New Orleans. He says they were looking at different receptors of the brain to see if they could come up with a way that people wouldn't get addicted to this stuff. Huffman and his colleagues created more than 400 synthetic cannabinoid compounds during the 1990s. So uh, let me get this straight. Um, they the the law has outlawed this JWH thirteen J, JWH seven oh three JWH whatever. So they have specific uh, you know compounds. You know one thing when I've gone to courts and I've seen people's trials and things like that. I've never seen them trot out any kind of chemical information on the leafy green substance that they found. I mean, I guess, I guess that marijuana must have a chemical uh, compound. Can we please yeah. prove that the stuff that I had was marijuana? You haven't been to enough trials. They okay. have brought the lab expert in sometimes, okay. and he does testify to his expert processes that do affirm that there's marijuana. But I saw a... Uh, a paraphernalia trial today where basically the cop just got up on the stand and claimed that it smelled like burnt marijuana and it convicted him based on that. Wow. So, you know, if you don't know enough to object or, you know, point out that they haven't proven that there was marijuana that was smoked from the, from that pipe, then... Objection, the officer couldn't know what burnt marijuana was unless he burnt some marijuana. Well, he said from his training, he knew what it smelled like. That's right, because they burnt marijuana. Yes. <laughs> the training. So uh, who knows how this got out, said Victor Tuckler, the toxicologist. Pretty soon it's on the Internet and people are making it over in China. Recently, the circle completed itself more than a decade after. China is going to be addicted to K2. After I don't know how well it sells over in China, but uh, it's certainly selling well here. More than a decade after NIDA spent only because marijuana is illegal. That's right. An unreported amount creating spice. The Drug Enforcement Administration spent millions raiding gas stations and head shops around the country reporting uh, reportedly selling it. Here's the DEA press release about Operation Logjam. As of today, more than 4.8 million packets of synthetic cannabinoids like K2 and Spice and the products to produce nearly 13.6 million more as well as 167,000 packets of synthetic cathinones like bath salts and the uh, products to produce an additional 392,000 were seized. Operation Logjam was conducted jointly by the DEA and ICE, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, with assistance from the IRS, Criminal Investigations, Postal Inspection Service, Customs, Border Protection, FBI, Food and Drug Administration's Office of Criminal Investigations, as well as countless state and local law enforcement members in more than 109 U.S. cities and targeted every level of the synthetic designer drug industry, including retailers, wholesalers, and manufacturers. So how much money did that cost? Their uh, big old log jam operation. A fortune. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of money for something that they created in the first place. Surprise, so surprise. K2 is illegal across the U.S.? They have made some of these illegal. I, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so please don't take my word for this. Uh, but as I understand it, uh, there are a number of these chemical co- uh, configurations that are illegal. The last time we had talked about this issue was the uh, news story was that the Florida cops were raiding, uh, they were raiding convenience stores in the Tampa Bay area. And they were essentially saying that they had to admit that the versions of these products they had on the shelves were not illegal. That the uh, the version of Spice that they had, because when they made that one, JWH, whatever it was, illegal, they just tweaked the chemical configuration and put a new one out sure. uh, under the same brand name. So while the, those versions were not illegal, the sheriff basically said, we're going to find a way to arrest you. 
even though it's not illegal, we're going to find a way. And their current approach, and whether any of the uh, convenience store operators will lawyer up and actually fight this or not remains to be seen. But the current approach is to charge people with distribution of imitation uh, drugs or an imitation-controlled substance. I see. So Mm -hmm. in that, if I were to sell you a bag of uh, sugar and tell you it's cocaine or a bag of oregano and tell you it's marijuana, that's as much of a crime as actually selling you a bag of marijuana. As much of? And gen- from what I've seen in the in the law, selling oregano is as the- though it's marijuana. Right, right. I understand. Right. So that's what they're doing. They're going after them basically on that, pers- you know, from that perspective that they're selling something as though it's marijuana, even though that's not how it's being sold. So I think they probably don't have a very good case. But that's not stopping them from going in and raiding people's businesses, ruining lives, arresting peaceful people. Mm. I smoked K2 a couple of times, and yep. it, it, um, I, I don't know what the people on the show last night were saying, but it did. It made my heart beat Yikes. like a drum. Um, wasn't too, wasn't, wasn't really especially unpleasant, but I would have much rather had the real, the real Tabasco. Stuff. Yeah. I'm going to stay away from that stuff. My uh, health is too, too valuable to me. Thanks. DEA Administrator Michelle Leonhardt said that, quote, although tremendous progress has been made in legislating and scheduling these dangerous substances, this enforcement action has disrupted the entire illegal industry, from manufacturers to retailers, together with our federal, state, and local law enforcement partners, because it's, you know, it's a real challenge to go in and raid every convenience store in town real hard to find those yeah, people. Those people are picking up and moving all the time. Yeah. Together with our federal, state, and local law parking for you. <laughs> partners, we're committed to targeting these new and emerging drugs at every, with every scientific, legislative, and investigative tool at our disposal. So, there yeah, you go. You know, I mean, I don't like this stuff, and I don't think anybody on this show particularly likes this stuff, but this is a direct result of the drug war. I don't know how many people yep. would smoke this stuff if it wasn't for the fact that marijuana was illegal. And I don't know how many people would continue to smoke it if you just made what is basically the most harmless drug man knows legal, then people wouldn't go out and do this stuff. All right, more coming up here, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And how ironic that it was created by the government's own funds. It's Free Talk Live. Tired of that same old government-free baklava from Mandrick? How about trying Stateless Sweets government-free fudge and caramel? Stateless Sweets are made with real ingredients and prepared fresh for delivery to your home. Order them as a gift, a well-deserved decadent treat for yourself, or catered for your next event. Go to statelesssweets.com. That's statelesssweets.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight with you, it's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. And uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. Whether you want to talk about birth control, spice, or whatever might happen to be on your mind, it goes. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. You can go see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. If you have a company, you need to try something new in the area of accounts receivable or collections, SACL CAI can handle it for you. You can handle it with respect. SACL CAI. 
All right, so uh, let's continue here. And, of course, we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. In other news, however, there's a three-and-a-half-year-old boy named Hunter who apparently is deaf. And this, I believe, is the top story right now over at freetalklive.com by your votes. So thanks uh, to whoever submitted it and voted upon it. And, Johnny Ray, you've got the story. Grand Island preschooler asked to change the sign for his name. Hunter Spanger says his name with a certain special hand gesture, but at just three and a half years old, he may have to change it, explains Hunter's father, Brian Spanger. He's deaf, and his name sign, they say, is a violation of their weapons policy. Zero tolerance. Weapons policy. For a sign language name? Is this, this is zero tolerance all the way. This is some sort of government preschool? Um, Grand Island, let's see, Grand Island Public Schools. Grand Island mm-hmm. Public Schools is, is objecting to this boy's name. So it's some kind of uh, pre, pu- has to know, be. private pre, or public pre, pre-K or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think so. Normally- his name is Hunter, and the sign language for that is some kind of gun symbol? Yeah, he's got, um, uh, what, what Hunter does is... Um, he, if you can imagine your 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 hand in like a a pistol uh, symbol, the old he, kid pistol. Yeah, yeah. He curls his two fingers because that is that that makes it his own specialty. Yeah, yeah. And then crosses he, his fingers, and he does sort of a um um a he and waves them up shooting. and down. Yeah, yeah. root and tootin'. Very good. Yeah. Um. So, Grand Island's Weapons in Schools Board Policy 8470 forbids... <laughs> but this is a riveting read. Go ahead. Quote, any instrument that looks like a weapon. <laughs> yeah. So, and I... Because that looks like a weapon. We have heard of children getting in trouble for making the pistol symbol with yeah. their hands in uh-huh. the past. That's, that's what this is. And now you have an incident where... A child, a three-and-a-half-year-old child, makes the pistol symbol in order to say his name, which is Hunter. Which kind of makes me wonder is, how in the world is the public school system able to not crumble to the ground with all these kids named Hunter running around? Oh, you can be named Hunter. No, it's their just... name is actually breaking the—I mean, for goodness sake, if, if the kid's name was Bloody Bayonet, you might, you might better believe that there's going to be a problem with the public school. <laughs> <laughs> so the kid's name is Hunter— but well, they're just saying he has to change the sign for his name. I understand, but the point I'm trying to make is there's all these speaking kids out there whose name's Hunter. I mean, if the school is going to crumble to the ground because the kid makes the root and toot and fast shooting symbol, because that's how his much name. more ridiculous can it get? It, I mean, the all these kids named Hunter. Hunters have guns. Guns kill people. Yep. What? I, there you go. He could be a love hunter, I suppose. Uh huh. Because I've heard all about love hunters. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So what does dad think about this and mom? What do they think? Well, they think it's ridiculous. I bet they do. Um, Well, they could always stop paying taxes, and then men with real guns will come to their house. Yeah, indeed. Um, uh, Jack Sheard, Shard, not exactly sure how to pronounce it, of Grand Island Public Schools, the Grand Island Public Schools spokesperson says... We are working with the parents to come to the best solution we can for the child. That's just about all Grand Island Public Schools officials will say for we're now. We're from the government, and we're here to help. You'll do what we say, or else what? I mean, what? They can just not let him in school. Yeah. 
Which would be the best thing that would happen. Yeah. Uh, when really? you're talking about Please it. Keep them the hell out of there. A, a deaf kid. I mean, it's going to be a lot of money to get this kind of special education this kid needs. So that justifies forcing the public to pay for it? No, I don't think it does. I'm oh, just okay. saying that you said it was the best thing for him. They should not? withdraw their taxes from the system and then educate their own son the way they think is right. Yeah. Have you withdrawn your taxes from the system yet? Not entirely, but from the federal government, I have. Not from the state, not from, not the, from the local, the local government where the people's uh, tuition from their schools go. But that could be something it's a that pretty uh, bold move. All that you need to do is to rally enough families to do it, and there the, the system's over. If enough families would actually have the courage to stop paying taxes in protest of the government schools, or at least stop paying the school portion of the taxes, which around here is like 60 to 80 percent, depending on which town you live in. Yeah. Uh, if, you were to, if you were to get enough families together to make a public protest about that, what are they going to do? Are they really, really going to want the PR of kicking a family out into the street? Because I think they'd wait around until the PR, till the, uh, the the situation subsided, and then they'll kick you out. I mean, they can wait years to kick you out. They don't have any, you know, there's, there's no big deal. It's no big deal. Right, I get it. But when they actually do kick you out, then you make a big stink about it, and you bring activists with video cameras, and they sit in the house, and they occupy, and you make it as difficult as possible for them to steal a family's home for them. And if they had enough support, if there were enough liberty-minded people in one area that were willing to do something like this, to actually put it on the line and to take a risk, then uh, they would likely have enough supporters who'd buy them a new house if they you know, did get their house stolen or something like that. Do you remember the old uh, Save a Patriot Foundation? Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of this, Johnny Ray? No, I haven't. So I don't think they exist anymore. They got shut down by the feds. Because basically they were called a tax avoidance uh, scheme or whatever. But it was a brilliant idea. And it may very well work with uh, local taxes more effectively than it would with the federal government. But the idea was essentially that people who were not paying federal income tax would join this organization. And one of the downsides to the way they were organized was they refused to uh, reveal their membership numbers. So you never really had any idea how many people were members of the organization. But uh, you know, I'm not saying that whatever it is could be created needs to be created in the same way. I'm only giving this as an example of something that has come before. So the idea would be that let's say we all uh, were, were members of this organization and we're all not paying a federal income tax. Therefore, you know, you get a little bit more of a take-home pay, and you can put more of that away in savings. And also, you would send money into this organization. You would agree to send money into this group if one of you was attacked by the state. That's a cool idea. So if one person, it's basically kind of like an insurance policy for taxes. So if one person is attacked, because they're not going to go after everybody at once, they just don't have the resources. And if they don't know what the membership roles are, then they, you know, how are they going to target your organization if they don't have the names? So, uh, so numbers aren't names. Like, you know, we have 57 people doesn't say right. who the 57 people are. Right. So uh, so if they go after Mark, uh, then you and I would get an update as the members of the organization, as would everybody else, that uh, so-and-so family, uh, the Edgington family, is getting aggressed against. They are having their house threatened uh, by the IRS, and they need help for, you know, attorney's fees. And then eventually if they steal the house, they would need help, you know, getting another house uh, in which uh, to move and if there were enough members of the organization, everybody could pony up a thousand bucks. You know, 100, uh, 200 members of the organization, everybody cuts a check for a thousand dollars, and you've got that person a new house. So the more members you have, the less of a burden 
the each check would have to be that uh, the people would cut. Sure, the government would end up stealing your home from you, and it would be you know it would be a stressful situation. But at least you'd have some sort of coverage. At least you'd have something to fall back on. Have we explicitly brought up the Free State Project on this episode of Free Talk Live? Not quite yet, but that's an I think an important factor in all this to bring liberty-minded people together to the same place. So not only could you do some sort of insurance uh, program like this, but you could also have physical occupation of the property as well, which would make the stealing of it a lot more difficult. Yeah, um, you, uh, Ian, you, Mark, I'm going to go ahead and include myself. We do a hell of a lot more than so many other people do in the face of evil Mm -hmm. and uh, tyrannical government, even though I may not necessarily do a whole lot. Um, um, What I do is I never take a plea. That's right. And and when the, the state prosecutes me, which they've done multiple times in the few years I've been here, um, though I've never uh, harmed anyone or committed what I consider a crime mm-hmm. where somebody's person or property is damaged, um, though I've never done that, I've been prosecuted many times, they haven't yet covered their cost on me. They've only lost money yep. on, on doing that to didn't me. You go to, didn't you choose to go to jail for a parking ticket? I spent 10 hours in jail. So that's that's my that's my uh, claim to uh, hardcore. Uh, <laughs> it activism. all adds up, though. If enough people throw those wrenches into the system, they'll have to change. They how will they operate. have to. They will have to change the way they operate. They won't be able to um, just rack up as many collars as they can and get plea deals out of all of them because people won't take the pleas and. Right. They need a system for parking. They don't need to be handing out fines. What business does this? Non-cooperation is very effective. The 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 greater the numbers you have doing it. Of course, the same thing is true of politics as well. So it's all about numbers. More coming up. Free Talk Live. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com bradforsheriff.com This was paid for by Friends of Bradley Jardis Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent This is Free Talk Live and we're launching into the second hour of the program Dial in toll free and bring up whatever you want here 855-453-453 that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have on the site for you. Now, of course, you can take control of the airwaves. Uh, obviously, we bring stuff to the table to discuss. This evening in the studio with you, it's Ian here. Johnny Ray. And Mark. Mark, you're going to share with us here in a little bit uh, the story about an Iraq veteran 
who's been arrested on terrorism charges. And this sounds like it ties in with this whole uh, theme that, that we've had, unfortunately, over the last couple of weeks with veterans, uh, military veterans, recent military veterans being targeted by government, uh, the federal government and local governments for speaking out on Facebook and, uh, you know, having guns. We've had two guys. We had uh, Brandon Rob. We call this guy a veteran, but he's actually a member of the National Guard. So he's active, yeah. is what you're saying. Uh, so, you know, we've seen these veterans being targeted for some sort of enforcement by the federal government and local uh, and state governments as well. And so it sounds like this ties right into it. Do you have that story handy? Yeah, sure. You ready? Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. From RT.com. This one is... Um the only place to get real news about uh, what's going on in America. No, seems. I don't know that that's uh, necessarily true. There's plenty of places you can go, but um, they you seem know. to have consistently good coverage of some of the bad, bad things that this government is doing. Yeah, I'd, I'd be really interested in what they had to say about Pussy Riot, though. Um, you know, they are a government yeah. fund, a Russian government funded organization. Good point. Um, so, you know. They they are what they are, and right. I think that it's uh, it's worth pointing out. I mean, you know, you yeah, can, you got to know what you're getting into. You got to look at these stories. You can corroborate the evidence. If you decide to dismiss them because based solely upon where one gets evidence, we deal with all kinds of stories from alternet.com on up to the worldnetdaily.com. So, uh, keeping in mind that they are the BBC of Russia, what do you got? U.S. veteran is facing charges of terrorism after being arrested for trying to get some exercise. That's William. Alomar's story, at least, uh, who's det- um, that's his story, at least, who was detained this week after jogging in full military fatigues in public while carrying a training rifle. Authorities have charged 23-year-old National Guard, the 23-year-old National Guardsman, with uh, an Iraq War veteran, William Everett Alomar, with committing a terroristic act and wearing body armor while committing a felony offense. This is serious business. No kidding. This isn't. Jaywalking. This isn't a little uh, church to the mental hospital. No, this is serious business. Wow, it's was, a terrorist act to have a gun while you're running somewhere. Scared people. God, they were terrorized. I see. He was arrested on the morning of August the 20th after officers responded to calls of an armed man running along a road adjacent to a uh, Martinsburg, West Virginia high school. When the cops found Alomar, three minutes. Oh, it's even worse, of course, that he was nearby a school, right? I guess. I yeah. mean, that's that's part of the story, right? <laughs> when cops found Alomar, three minutes later, he was wearing his uh, full National Guard getup and was brandishing a airsoft training rifle, a gun that, while similar in its, uh, to his actual weapon, only fires pellets, not that's bullets. That's what I was going to ask. When I heard the term training rifle, I thought, hmm, that doesn't sound like a real gun. Yeah. I thought it was just uh, one of these things that one uses for band practice yeah. for the majorettes. Are they, by the way, committing a terrorist act? They're in uniform they're flipping, flipping around those guns. guns. Yeah. Hmm. He was also garbed in a ballistic vest co- composed of bullet-resistant ceramic panels and was equipped with two knives and several up, uh, um, unloaded magazines, the Herald Mail reports. Now, I have never been in the military, thankfully, but uh, this sounds a lot like what they might do maybe as a, like a morning routine, right? You yeah, put sure, on you're your supposed garb. to train the way you fight. Right. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? I mean, this you put is, on your full uh, regalia and you go out and you do your training exercise. It's a national guardsman. This guy is supposed to stay in shape. He's supposed to be there protecting and defending or whatever. Are you telling me you can stay in shape by running one weekend every six weeks? No. No. Is it one month? Once a month? Once every something six weeks? Something like, like that. that. And, and running with a rifle at at port arms, which I'm guessing is what he was doing, where I he's got know. he's got the weapon in front of him, yeah. holding onto it with both hands, maybe singing a, a jaunty tune to a, to the world mm-hmm. while he's running, is is very difficult. It's much more difficult than just running and having mm-hmm. your arms free to swing along. 
Um, so that's you know Plus valuable you got the weight training of the rifle for him. as well. Mm-hmm. Primary concern for the police department was the subject's proximity to area schools, Martinsburg High School, South Middle. It was a school day. He was first located off Bulldog Boulevard. Uh, Martinsburg Police Lieutenant George Stottward said in his reports, After spotting Alamar, authorities ordered him to the ground and seized his weapons. He was initially held on a $50,000 cash bond for the family of the vet. It seemed like a bit too much. He's not a terrorist. He's not a bad kid. Suspect's father. Uh, Stephen Alamar said to the Herald Mail Facebook group, support uh, William Alamar has been started to help the veteran as he prepares to fight his charges. Several of the users who have joined the group have made comparisons between Alamar and Brandon Robb, the retired U.S. Marine who mm-hmm. had been detained. Yeah. All within a couple weeks. I mean, these guys were all uh, arrested and or detained or harassed or raided uh, within the last two weeks. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, this is really just co- sort of nutty. I mean – you know, here's the National Guardsman. The idea is, is this person supposed to stay in shape in order to, to fight the wars and protect and serve the American public? But if he gets too close to a high school with a pellet gun, uh, well, you know, we're going to have to charge him with. I mean, this isn't this isn't just some kind of minor offense, people. This is a major deal. Committing a terroristic act and wearing body armor while committing a felony offense. I missed this man could go to, to prison for decades. I missed a detail. Where is this taking place? West Virginia. West Virginia. So in West Virginia, is it illegal for, let's say, your son Jack, who's four years old? Yeah. Uh, is it illegal, let's say, when he turns 16? Because generally, like, pellet guns and things like that t- typically are legal for 16-year-olds. Is it is it illegal for a 16-year-old to walk down the street holding a pellet gun? I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to speak to this um, now when I was in West kid, Virginia I don't know New York City how probably would I know illegal. that um, but the you know I had a pellet gun when I was a, you know a BB gun when I was at least twelve years old yeah my friend and I would be in sub you know suburban uh, neighborhoods right in you know, Florida right South right Florida. in Florida and in, in uh, Bayshore Gardens you know where I'm talking about we're not talking about wandering around in the woods here right we're talking about houses with lots you're running around chasing after each other right with BB guns shooting shooting lizards and dragonflies yeah. with them that's fun um, stuff as a kid absolutely you did that stuff right Johnny Ray. Yes. Shooting lizards. <laughs> I remember once um, I was walking up the street with a friend of mine, and he, we had a couple of BB guns, and there was this bird. Tw- this is a gruesome story. Oh, I'm not no. going to tell yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always gruesome, you know? But this is the kind of thing that, if I, that I did, you know, more yeah, than once as a kid. If you're really lucky, you find a snake, and you shoot at that, too. And, right? Indeed. Things yeah. that move are more interesting than things that don't. Yeah. Um, certainly, you know, we weren't allowed to shoot at birds. That would have been hopefully, a real problem. Right. Hopefully you grow out of it and you don't turn into a serial killer. <laughs> right. But they make such Get a older. big deal about serial killers doing these things. And yeah. serial killers, I guess, suppose torture the animals more right. than, uh, and, you know, they, they find animals with hair more so. But, uh, you know, this, this, I'd say that it's, it's definitely a coming of age thing for young people, young men to have uh, killed off a few little living critters. Probably. Yeah. And, but, you know, in this case, it just seems, it just seems nutty to me. Um, that they would go after this guy for this particular act. I mean, we're not. You're talking about decades worth of incarceration um, this here. This is horrifying. Yeah, I don't know what. I, I don't even know what to say about it. It's it's nutty. Um, some some but dirty I, snitch in his neighborhood, or more than one of them, called the police on this guy, and they are the ones who are responsible for putting the gears in motion on this. Of course, the police are responsible for you know actually taking this seriously and acting as though in any way, shape, or form this was terrorism. 
So now um, we were talking, y- you and I know the a local talk show host here who's uh, in our age bracket, in my age bracket. He's the morning a, show guy? Yeah, the morning yeah. show guy. And he was talking about when he was young, he would walk down Main Street in Keene, New Hampshire with a rifle over his shoulder. You probably can do that today. I uh, su- Maybe you can. can you, I don't can know. Can you say Anarcho Jesse? Yeah, I was there when uh, it was. Well, it was pretty early in the morning, so there probably weren't enough people around to call in a complaint. But when Anarcho Jesse was living here, and he no longer does, but when he was living here, he did a gardening event out in Central Square, right in the heart of downtown Keene, and he was going to illegally plant a garden uh, in basically on public property to kind of make a statement. Uh, at the time, there was a, a co-op that was being funded by the state, and it was kind of a protest against that. Yeah, this and, is what the diggers did back in the uh, the 1600s uh, to protest. The, the king's land and the, uh, the the bishop's land. Well, along with him, along with the seeds and the, the hoe that he brought out there uh, to do the, the gardening work, he also brought a rifle, a real rifle, not some pellet gun or whatever, like an actual twenty two or something. It's probably a shotgun. No, no, it was a rifle. I handled it uh, okay. because I was the one who ended up taking it home with me after they arrested him. Because they allowed, they actually did not want to even deal with the rifle. They actually asked me if I could take the rifle away from the scene. They just so, arrested him for digging. Yeah, New Hampshire no is so much better than the rest no of the doubt. world. No doubt. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. We give you a lot of features on the site, and we give them to you for free, including the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video to prove that they are listeners of the program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see it and if you're a lady listener get details on how to become part of the shrine that's shrine.freetalklive.com free talk live is brought to you by legal zoom yeah that's right you can join more than a million people who trust as legalzoom.com for their common legal documents whether it's a patent or a will or a trademark or a living trust whatever kind of uh, common legal document that you need incorporating a business they can empower you and protect you in that way. So if you need to make, say, a will, I've got, uh, I went to LegalZoom.com, I made a will, and, you know, they gave they gave me a discount, uh, they give you a discount here with a coupon code FTL, and it was fast and easy. I recommend it if you've got a family, you need a will. LegalZoom.com, coupon code FTL. All right, so we continue here. Johnny Ray has been sharing with us a story about a military guy who... Uh, wait, was it you, Mark? You were sharing. Yeah, it was Mark. Try to stick with uh, us. Mark, uh, you were sharing a story about a military guy who's actually active in the guard, who was running in uh, in a neighborhood nearby a school, just doing military stuff in his military gear, 
with a training rifle, which is not an actual firearm, but an airsoft training rifle, mm-hmm. which resembles a firearm. Except for the big red uh, thing on the end of it. Do the airsofts have those? Absolutely. Okay. Because otherwise people get getting shot. Those airsofts are, you know, they'll, they'll, they look a lot like a weapon. Right. So somebody got freaked out. They called the police. Police responded. And this man has been charged with felony terrorism charges. That's correct. Uh, and wearing body armor while committing a felony. So the felony terrorism charges and the wearing of the body armor. And the terrorizing amounted to him running with an airsoft rifle while in military. Their their claim is it's too close to a school, but it's not like this is part of the law at all. The law just basically, I mean, they're just using the law in the way that they feel like using it. Committing a terrorist act, you know, running with in military fatigues while in the military, uh, practicing what one is taught to practice in the military I mean, none of this makes any – this just seems crazy to me. Um, I mean, you know, I'm I'm no big proponent of the military. All you have to do is listen to this radio program to know that. But I am a bigger proponent of truth and justice, and this doesn't sound anything like justice. This guy is a member of the National Guard, active. Once a month he goes out and probably does things just like this. He wants to stay in shape. He probably takes his physical – Shaped very seriously, which is probably what you want from your soldiers. You'd think. Yeah. And so I, I just don't get it. The, the, the police say, hey, KB, I ran too close to the high school and we got to charge him. You know when they're going after their own they're eating people. Their own. Right. You know that uh, hopefully that means that we're close to the end of uh, this crazy government uh, idea that uh, we've been dealing with for our whole lives and for generations. But it's certainly uh, evidence that you certainly aren't safe. I mean, if they're going to go after their own people, they'll certainly have no problem destroying your family yeah. and your lifestyle. I mean, this guy's family, uh, there's a $50,000 bond, which, mind you, from everything we've read on this program, is really really generous uh so this family has to come up with five thousand dollars yeah this doesn't seem like much but i want you to step down for a second it's not like people who are enlisted persons in the military are generally considered to be very well off mm-hmm. um what would it be like right now for your family to spend and this is spend this you don't get this five thousand dollars back to spend five thousand dollars or to put up fifty thousand dollars in collateral in order to get your son out of prison so that he can then fight these terroristic charges and then wearing a you know two two felonies for nothing that could ruin some ruin families many families money breaks up families money problems absolutely and also here on free talk live we are constantly constantly berated for being too hard on the police well please all you cop lovers out there tell me that the cops haven't lost their GD minds charging this vet. This uh, He's not a vet. He's an active uh, – they call him a vet. He's an Iraq war vet. Mm. So he was over there fighting for our freedoms. So he's been there and now he's in the guard. He's in the guard. Was he there I, as a guard member? I don't believe so. That was my I, – I couldn't answer that okay. question. Um, you know, I, I don't know. He's, a, he's currently a National Guard um, – Army National Guardsman, an Iraq war veteran. That's the claim. So – you know, here you go. You've got the veteran, uh, you know, national guardsman, being arrested by the police for being too close to the school. Who's right? Who's wrong? People, let me know. Because here on Free Talk Live, we are constantly berated for being anti-cop. Tell I'm me, I'm not anti-cop. I'm, I'm just, not anti-cop either. I'm That's just, what we're berated for. Right. I'm what just, we try to do is to, we try to bring to light government abuses. And sadly, cops are the interface that most people have with the government. They're most frequently the, the abusing hand of the state. 
So you may not agree with most of the stories that we've got, but call in now. Call in now and call out Free Talk Live. If you think the cops were right in this case, I would love to hear from you at 855-450-FREE. Do you think the police should have done what they did in this case, charged this man with felony, a felony count of terrorism? What's the That's exact right. charge? Do you happen to have that handy? Was it Terrorist, terroristic? Terroristic was the threatening term. with a weapon or something it? like that? Or I, 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 it's 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 in I here. Sp- I committing a terroristic act committing and wearing body armor while committing a felony offense. And the and the terroristic act supposedly was running down the street with a right. airsoft rifle. Really? Yeah, I can scarcely believe this is happening. Maybe he slept with the wrong man's wife. I, it's completely speculative and in the realm of uh, conspiracy theory, but I, I don't know. I'm not going to claim to know. To me, what this is is just police following orders. We're told that there are just a few bad apples in the bunch, but where are the good ones? Where's the good one? Where's the guy who said I swore an oath to defend the Constitution, of the United States against enemies, foreign and domestic? And you, Lieutenant, who is giving this order, have become an enemy domestic. I demand that you stand down, put down your weapon, Lieutenant. Put it down. I mean, where is this guy? Yeah. Where is this brave police officer? Because, I mean, they didn't take, they didn't go after this guy with one cop. They're not defending one lowly patrolman right. for this. And don't forget, anytime the police make a choice like this, let's let's say it was a sergeant and a lieutenant or whoever and some patrolman that were involved in this arrest, you still have the administrators up the line who could look at this and say, "What the hell were you guys <laughs> People thinking? People are out of your mind." What are, I mean, our insurance policy is you know not going to handle no, this. No, it's or all cover your butt. All cover your butt. I mean, you you want to believe that this uh, that that you know that the people are out there making the hard decisions. A la Jack Nicholson and a few good men. There are walls in this world, and we have men on the. We don't need men on this wall. You might find what I do disgusting, but you can't handle the truth. You, you, you think you got guys like you don't. You got a bunch of butt coverers. There's no I in team Mark. <laughs> right, right, right. That's but. The individual, the individual is nothing. The individual the is the is one. Everything. The individual is the one who swore the oath to the Constitution, and those people. Every last one of them that didn't stand up for this individual, they're the ones who are wrong. They dropped the ball. And as far as I'm concerned, they're the ones that deserve incarceration. Right. Where are all the Oath Keepers at? one 450 free I want to know what the Oath Keepers would have actually done in this circumstance. 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com with you tonight. It's Ian. And Johnny Ray. And Mark. Those features, by the way, include news updates. You can get signed up for our emailed updates or follow us on Twitter and or Facebook. You can go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up for any one of those options, all of them completely free. Now, the email version of our updates is just the most important news about Free Talk Live. Twitter and Facebook, you're going to get questions during the show. Sometimes we'll post some show prep content that we're talking about as we're talking about it. But Hootsuite's Uh, down. Hootsuite is our tool that we normally use to post simultaneously on both sites. It is down at the moment, which might mean, Mark, that we'll have to post, uh, we'll actually have to take the time to post at both places so uh, we'll, it's we're, back up. We're, oh, it's back! Thank goodness. So we've been a little slow on the the posting tonight, but we will get back on it here now that they're back. And uh, you can follow all that stuff over at news.freetalklive.com. Plus, you need to know about bitinstant.com. If you are interested in bitcoins, you've got to get some, right? Because bitcoins are changing the world. They're already the process has already begun. The uh, amazing things that bitcoins can allow us to do without the permission of governments, without the permission of corporations, we've just scratched the surface. You can learn more about bitcoins over at weusecoins.org. But when you're ready to get some bitcoins, visit bitinstant.com. Bitcoins make it possible for you to send and receive payments to anyone anywhere in the world as long as they have an internet connection. And actually, they don't even have to be on the internet at the time you send them. You can send them to them with their Bitcoin address, and they can get on the internet in a month, and they'll still have their Bitcoins. So, Bitcoins are amazing, and you can get them over at bitinstant.com. All right, 855-450-FREE. Let's go right back into your phone calls. Mike is listening in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Mike. Hello? Mike, you're on the air. Hey, my name is Mike. How you guys doing? Mike. Hey, good, Mike. Great. What's on your mind tonight? All right, well, I'm here in Portsmouth, and... Uh, the conversation you guys have recently been having about the, uh, the National Guard guy who was picked up by the cops for <clears throat> running with his fake weapon remind me of a story that happened here in Portsmouth about a year ago, I believe, correctly. Um, apparently, there was, there was a guy who went out to a shooting range. He parked his car in Off Street Parking here in downtown Portsmouth. And instead of leaving his guns in his car, he decided to walk them back to his apartment and he walked by a school, some, you know, some mother or somebody, you know, parked by the side of the road to pick up their kid, got a little bit freaked out because they saw a guy walking around with a gun, and they called the police. And I remember, I remember driving through town that day, and there were SWAT teams. There was, oh my there was such a heavy police presence here in, in Portsmouth that it just kind of reminded me about, you know, what you guys are talking about now. It must have been uh, somebody from Massachusetts who made that phone call. It was a mother and a, a child, so I mean, sounds like a sounds like a local. Well, no, but yeah. lots of locals in Portsmouth are from Massachusetts. You sure. know what I mean? They move oh. up, they cross the border uh, from Massachusetts. It's moving. just you're just making some kind. I of... I am totally speculating based on you know the fact that people from Massachusetts are more likely, in my opinion, to do something like that. Yeah, they come from a very a of... restrictive gun culture down there. You can't have a gun in Massachusetts. But I'm take also it. living in Portsmouth, and I'm not sure if you guys are, are familiar with the, uh, you know, the politics here in, in our fine liberal city here. I'm not. Portsmouth might as well be half a world away. It's rather me. liberal over in Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah, which is really unfortunate because I sometimes I feel like I'm the lone libertarian 
I don't think that's true. There's a whole group of uh, Free State Project participants uh, that are living out there. There might be a dozen. Yeah, there might no, be. I'm pretty few. sure there's more than that. I'd say there's probably at least a dozen so, families out in there. Portsmouth. No, the, you're talking no, about the sea coast. Are, the sea coast. Yeah. Yeah, we do, we do have like a, a Liberty uh, uh, meetup group here right. that meet uh, biweekly in in Portsmouth and in Dover, but our numbers are quite small. But get, yeah, getting back to this whole thing with uh, you know with the guy carrying the, the gun around, I remember driving through town because I, I I work in town during the day, so I, I was driving through town and I saw. Men with machine guns. I saw guys on rooftops. I like it was. It got really, really bad here for a while, all due to the fact that just some simple, some you know, some some normal guy like you or me or anybody else listening to your show right now was just walking down the street but they, with his guns, going back to his apartment, and somebody freaked the f out and decided to you know pretty much call in an army. But they didn't and do they, anything to him because it's not. I mean, in here in New Hampshire, that's not against the law. What he did, right? They just freaked out. Well, no. He, you, they freaked out. I, if I remember correctly, like I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure exactly what what happened with this story, but I know he was questioned by the cops. He might have been picked up, um, read the riot act, and yeah, you know, he, he was eventually let go. But it was, it, it, you know, it, it caused quite a stir here. It's often and, a chilling effect, is what they try to create with uh, when it comes to uh, weapons in New Hampshire. But they can't, you know. Well, the Free Staters should have gone out, and the Liberty Activists should have gone out and done an open carry litter pickup or something like that after that as, as yeah, a response. What, what was well, you know, and what was weird was, you know, I, I, you know, I, I talked to a lot of people here in town, and just having, you know, simple conversations with with folks that I talk to on a regular basis, they all thought it was a good thing. That you the know, police that, responded that, like that. that? that yeah, that that's what yeah. kind of scared me because I I think this was after after the whole um the whole bus scare. Do you guys remember that where there was um a bus the supposed terrorist on the bus? I don't recall that. No. no. Oh, you guys don't recall that either. Uh, where was where was this at? Where you live or somewhere else? Yeah, this was in Portsmouth. This is in Portsmouth too. Like this is uh maybe we don't get over there much. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I I wish there was more more of us up here or down here, I should say. Well, yeah, um, I'm surprised by this. I mean, this is New Hampshire. Where are all these people coming from? They can't be New Hampshire natives. It's it's shocking to me that uh, that they would behave in this way. I mean, different I, different regions have the have but Keene is different a liberal place. Keene is supposed to be the most liberal area of New Hampshire. It is a I liberal heard. place in the woods where hunting. The surrounding neighborhoods I have see. a big hunt, hunting culture. So it's culture. more urban there in uh, in Portsmouth, Much and so therefore so. you got that urban mindset. Yeah, no urban. Yeah, Port, Portsmouth. Portsmouth is just is just crazy. Like. You drive around town. There's all these uh, no more war bumper stickers with the Obama sticker right next to it. Like right. there's 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 a serious disconnect going on right now in this town. Which I, I don't know if anybody else from New Hampshire is out here listening listening to my call, but we need we need more folks down here. No doubt. Well, we need more folks all across New Hampshire. And uh, and Mike, yeah, thanks for the story tonight. I appreciate your uh, your call. In fact, I got an update from Carla uh, Garrick, who is the president of the Free State Project. They had a Free State Project outreach event or a table, I guess, uh, at the uh, the recent Ron Paul celebrations over the weekend in the Tampa Bay area, the Paul Fest. And they also had some level of presence at the Ron Paul speaking engagement on Sunday. I know they were there with their Free State Project t-shirts on, probably like eight to ten people. And they said that apparently the FSP booth at the Paul Fest was by far the most popular booth of the entire festival. Uh, and I don't know, you know, what how how you'd make that determination, but that's what they said. They had a good place, placement, as I heard. 127 new signers is what they uh, acquired over the weekend. That's pretty decent. Plus, 
Plus, there's more. There's more because one of your guys from Free State now was on At the At least scene. one. And so he might have gotten a bunch more, and who knows? Dozens you haven't heard, more, probably. You haven't heard yet, right? Right. Uh, so at least 127, maybe 150, who knows? Uh, 39 newsletter subscriptions and friends. Uh, they sold some money in merchandising, you know, getting some T-shirts out there and stuff like that. Uh, Carla, the president of the Free State Project, got to speak to the audience on Friday. They had an outreach in the VIP lounge with uh, such luminaries as Lou Rockwell and Walter Block. Uh, they had a laser that was dis- uh, displaying Free State Project-related message. Uh, I know on, where that came from. On a wall. And uh, more than 5,000 flyers were handed out at the Sundome. So on Sunday, so they had the Paul Fest on Friday and Saturday. And then on Sunday, there was a huge event at the Sundome, which allegedly was sold out. 11,000 seats sold out for, for folks to watch Ron Paul speak. They handed out 5,000 flyers at that event. Crazy. And uh, several interviews were given by Free State Project ambassadors, including to PBS, Washington Post, Harper's, and Reason.tv, as well as uh, live coverage received on C-SPAN. So some highlights from the Free State Project's successful outreach in Tampa over the weekend. You know, if uh, if what you're hearing on the air here is exciting to you, the idea of like-minded, liberty-oriented people getting together in the same place, you should do something about it. Take the time to learn about the Free State Project at freestateproject.org and then get signed up and get here as soon as possible because there are a lot of challenges here, but together we can actually make a dent and we can do something for liberty. freestateproject.org There's more coming up. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. 1-855-450-3733. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Take control of the airwaves toll-free here at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we give to you. Once again, freetalklive.com, and the features include archives. They go all the way back to late 2006. We give them away. Go and download as many as you like over at freetalklive.com. Just click, and they're yours. Got the last seven days' worth right at the top of the page. And then, if you want more, you can go into our archive section, or you can also get them from our SoundCloud page. Look on the left-hand side of freetalklive.com under Listen and Share for our SoundCloud link. And once you go to the SoundCloud page, you can just click Share on any episode you like, and you can easily share it to your Facebook page, your Twitter, WordPress blog, wherever it is you like to share things with your friends. So, once again, freetalklive.com. Grab some archives. And, by the way, Free Talk Live is brought to you by Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. If you haven't seen it yet, What are you waiting for? You can see it for free over at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. It's a feature-length documentary about our very own Derek J., who, as I understand it, will be joining us as a co-host this Friday night uh, with Michelle Seven. So he'll be sitting in for the evening because he's actually in town for a few weeks. And uh, there's kind of an exciting event coming up here that's only going to be happening in Keene. Although I guess if somebody else wanted to do it in their local area, they could. Uh, Derek J.'s Victimless Crime Spree will be premiering in real life 
at an actual movie theater. So that's going to be a lot of fun for those of you in the uh, the region. You might want to consider coming out for it just because it'll be cool to see Derek J's victimless crime spree, this kind of online video phenomenon in actual real life in a movie theater, hopefully full of people. So where does one go to see it online? Uh, you can go to victimlesscrimespree.com. I see. And you may watch it in HD via YouTube there. Or you can download, if you're into torrents, you can get the torrent version uh, through that website as well. So once again, victimlesscrimespree.com. Last time I looked, it had over 17,000 views, and that's in about a month's time. It's been almost a month it's since, got a lot we, of links on Google. since we released it. It's good to know. So victimlesscrimespree.com. Check that out as we go right back into your phone calls, your thoughts. Let's go to Vince and Indy listening to WXNT. Hey, Vince. Hello, Ian and Mark. I wanted to say, uh, when you talk about this gentleman here in uh, West Virginia being arrested, this is one of the things I keep saying. The rule of law doesn't exist anymore. No, no, absolutely not. And you're talking about the man who was arrested for jogging with an airsoft rifle while being a member of the National Guard. A pellet rifle. I've got a deer rifle. I mean... I don't. I mean, I don't walk around other than on my property. But but in some uh, places, I mean, it's legal to walk around with a rifle. Here in New Hampshire, if you want yeah. to strap a rifle to your back, that's completely legal. Now they might get you for brandishing if you actually have it in your hands, which in theory could have been something they arrested him for in this case. But that wasn't what they charged him with. Wasn't the charge brandishing? Wouldn't be you know maybe wouldn't be a, felony. Would be a felony. I don't know. I don't. I don't think brandishing would be a felony. Uh, you know, in a threatening no. manner towards somebody, maybe that would You'd be probably a have to brandish a real weapon, though. And this wasn't yeah, a real maybe. weapon. Good point. I was wondering a real weapon, if it was just a pellet gun. But uh, you know, but there are other things that go on. You know, I mean, I was watching the this thing on television with the nominating of this Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I watched the, the the New Jersey delegation. You know, and they're not going to prosecute John Corzine. Now, that was the now, governor. The was that the governor of uh, New Jersey who was caught speeding with a no seatbelt yeah, on? But he, well, that was. But the big thing was MF Global, where they stole about $1.5 billion from customers. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's the Republicans and the Democrats. I mean, they protect each other. They certainly do. I, so I, mean, I haven't heard. Is it a done deal? Uh, was there like a final vote total on the. The uh, nomination process? Did anybody hear about that? Uh, oh, there was like 20,000 20, votes. But they never could mention Ron Paul's name. Thanks for the update, Vince. Appreciate the call yeah. tonight at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We had heard that they weren't even going to televise uh, the voting right. they, process. D- they changed the date so that they wouldn't have to televise the, uh, the well, process. That was the claim, but then they changed the date of the convention, didn't they, to start on Tuesday as opposed to Monday? Yeah, that was true. So I wonder, I mean, Vince sounded like he was watching it on TV. I wonder if that was like a C-SPAN coverage or if it was the other networks that were supposed to be covering it. Like, what? what's the detail there? What Are we missing something from that uh, from that discussion about who was supposed to be covering this on TV and... Well, as I understand, it's a lot of fud. You know, they're just uh, you know things are Fear, just flying uncertainty and, and doubt. doubt. Things just flying all over the place, and who knows what's going on. And you know, that's not the way that you make people comfortable about your nomination. I mean, people are aware that the Ron Paul revolution went on. I think that it's ludicrous to try to imagine that you're going to make a uh, convention where the Ron Paul people are all you know that that all delegates are going to vote for Romney. Whatever, just let them vote the way they vote, and it comes out. It was a it was a close 
selection there for a little while. It was a horse race. And I don't see any problem with a certain amount of delegates going in different directions. I don't. Why does that minimize this uh, this, this particular candidate? I, I think it only makes the uh, the Republican National Convention that much less of a story. How many orders of magnitude more fun and educational and exciting is Paul Fest than the Republican National Convention? Way more fun. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that um, that that lots of Republican types um, get off on 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 that, and maybe that's just something that I cannot relate to. But I feel like the uh, the Paul Fest is. You need conflict for a story, and this is, you know, I'm sorry, the Republican <laughs> National Convention isn't much of a story. So, all right, so just to get the information on this, I went to dailypaul.com. It's kind of like the go-to site for all things Ron Paul related. Mm-hmm. And scroll down here, they've got the video compilation, or a, excuse me, video of the Nevada delegate naming the six states who nominate Ron Paul at the RNC. Uh, and at the bottom of the, the video here, they've got the lower third with information in it. They've got the uh, the total of the amount of votes thus far for the the characters. Romney is listed as 1,086. Others is listed as 110. So the final uh, delegate vote count, that was just a screenshot from midway through. The mm-hmm. final count, 2,061 votes for Mitt Romney, 190 for Ron Paul, Abstain, 18, Rick Santorum, 9, and the rest got one vote. Uh, Buddy Romer, John Huntsman, Michelle Bachman. So why does it, uh, you know, one vote for John Huntsman in any way shake uh, Romney's uh, hold on this? I mean, it's just, it's so silly. Why did they have to make, because to me, the Republican National Convention showed itself to be a bunch of shills today and not worthy of any, you know, this all along in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, not worthy of any of my time or energy. Why couldn't they have just let the Ron Paul people go and do whatever they were going to do? It's obvious there weren't enough of them, so they nominate Ron Paul. So he gets 300 votes. So what? I guess they feel like there's – I my theory is that they feel there's some strength in appearing to be monolithic. Yeah, and, and unanimity, but I, I, I don't see why. I, there's, you know, it's obvious that there was a primary. It's obvious people ran against Romney. Are, are yeah. we? Are we? Are, are the Americans so stupid they forgot about the primaries that went on earlier this year? So yeah, I guess they think they're pretty stupid because that's why they put others as the uh, the vote total when they were totaling out the votes on television here. When the majority, the super super majority of all those others votes went to Ron Paul. Yeah. And Ron Paul looks like he got about 8 or 9% of the total votes, 190, Mitt Romney over 2,000, and the next closest was Rick Santorum with 9. So, I mean, they clearly are trying to paper over Ron Paul, clearly trying to make it look like he's a nobody and that, oh, it was clearly Mitt Romney far and away. And it was Mitt Romney far and away. But then again, they've got all these scam rules that uh, basically got in the way and they, you know, they tried it. They pulled out all the stops to stop the uh, the Ron Paul people from having as much influence as they possibly could at this event. Yeah, I'm I, you know, I'm unimpressed. I'm but just, Mark, they can take over the Republican Party right from the inside. I think that they could have an effect. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, take over the Republican Party. I think they can have an effect. Mm-hmm. You know, the Republican Party is already. We'll see how that works out in another eight years. Yeah, we'll see. So let us. I'm know. not hanging my hat on it, man. Thank I'm ready goodness. to read the country. You yeah. know, I mean, let's get out of here. Um, uh, Vince, can I just change the subject completely? Yeah. I'm, uh, 
Vince, um, last call, was talking about the West Virginia man who was arrested for running with an airsoft rifle, and he was charged with felony counts of terrorism and such. And he meant he brought up the rule of law. And, uh, and how it doesn't exist. Yeah, and um, I don't think the rule of law is at all a good thing to aspire to. I think that the um, the well, for one thing, that if you want laws to be able to contend with an ever changing world, they necessarily have to be broad. Um, really, what what my, my what I what I'm getting at is, I think that we will always have rule of man. Mm. Man is always going to be more powerful than laws, and it, we shouldn't pretend that that that, that the that world runs else. any other way. Yeah, and, I mean, just take a look at Charlie Rangel and the, uh, the 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 U.S. House censuring him. Would they have censored you if you didn't pay your taxes? They have thrown your butt in jail. Toll free number here tonight eight five five four fifty three. You can take control of the airwaves. The third hour of the program is coming up. One eight five five four five zero three seven three. Three, the latest from North Korea. Johnny Ray is going to share that. Coming up here in hour number three, you can also take control and bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyAndHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it, therein referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the third hour of the program. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com, and you can create the content on the site. Just submit whatever you want to freetalklive.com. Other listeners can vote on it. You can vote as well. You vote up, you vote down, whatever you like or dislike, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site. So we can see it, and other listeners see it, and maybe we'll talk about it on the air. So go and get interactive, freetalklive.com. And don't forget, when you go to freetalklive.com, you click on Upcoming Stories, That'll show you all the freshest stuff on the website, and the new stuff is what really needs votes, either up or down, uh, to promote it to the front page. So there's always something fresh there, thanks to those of you who are uh, participating over at freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here. And Johnny Ray. And Mark. Let's go to the phones, and then coming up, Johnny Ray's going to tell us about North Korea. We'll find out what's happening out there. As you know, uh, Kim Jong-il died, allegedly, and his uh, son has uh, taken over. Kim Jong-un. Yes, that is his son's name. We'll get to that here in a moment. But first, we've got Derek on the line listening in Queens. Derek, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yes, I want to talk about This might be a little bit off-subject. There uh, is no off-subject on Free Talk Live, Derek. Huh? You can bring up anything you want. 
Okay, uh, I want to bring up the Empire State Building shooting. Please. All right. Uh, I I just got I just got in an argument with a really good friend of mine. We were arguing over gun control. Now, when this shooting first happened, the guy was crazy. He went in. It was very sad. He went in and, and killed his boss over him losing his job or whatever. Right. Now, when it first came out, Mayor Bloomberg didn't mention that the people, innocent bystanders that got shot were shot by the cops. That's and right. I just felt like you know, the argument when my, my friend was out, and I was like, I feel like, yo, the cops could use more of a tact, some more tact to, to, to take this guy down. I found out there was like 40 cops that showed up to the, on, on the scene, and you need to tell me 40 cops couldn't surround this one guy and like have like somebody could have shut up in the air and tell everybody to get down or scatter or whatever the case may well, be. Shoot, instead, shooting up in the air is generally home. a really bad right. idea, but uh, then again, they already hit however many other people, so what's another bullet? Uh, but I don't know. I didn't see 40 cops in the video. That doesn't mean there weren't more closing in. Uh, if you look at the video, there going, are... I'm just going by a friend, a friend of mine was close to the scene. He told me about 40 cops arrived. I see. Oh, I'm just going by what he's telling me. So I'm like, yeah. what? That's probably after the fact. There was probably the initial shooting, and then a bunch of cops swarmed uh, the scene after that. Did you see the video of the actual shooting? No, I just caught the newspaper clip. I didn't really watch the, the video of it. The video's amazing, and uh, and what I mean by that is when you watch it, you see the man who was the mur- the murderer, the alleged murderer. You see him come uh, walking down the street, carrying something over his uh, like his gun is in some sort of you know, towel or a bag or something like that. And the two police officers approach him from his left side. He swings around, pulls the gun out, points it at the police officers. Has what appears to be a second or two to just kind of, you know, he has a second or two before he gets blown away by these officers. Yeah. And the the most amazing thing is the officers were no more than six to ten feet away from this guy. And one of them was closer than the other. He was more like six or seven feet away. And uh, it was almost point blank, point blank range. How they could have been so slipshod with their, with their shots and have injured so many other people is it's yeah. mind-boggling to me. Now, Derek, you and your yeah. friend were talking about gun control. I'm assuming that your friend yeah. was uh, for gun control laws and you oh, were arguing oh, yeah. against he's, it. He's, 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 so, he's so, like most of the mass, they're so easily duped by these false flags. I know this, right, this situation I don't think was a false flag, but I'm talking about the, the Colorado incident and then the other one in Wisconsin, all this other stuff. They're so easily uh shook by this. And oh, we need to take away all the guns. We need to take away all the guns. And like me, originally, I'm from Georgia originally. Born and raised down there. I mean, I lived in New York. I've been in New York for 12 years. But in Georgia, I, I'm used to it. I mean, you know, down there in my neighborhood, it was like, well, in, in where I live in a small town, it's open carry. You can, as long as they see it, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's, not, it's not against the law or anything like that. So, yeah, hold on a second. Know, like, if, we're, if we're able to if they, if it was the, 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 if we're able to open carry, I, I just don't think all these little these mass shootings and mur- it, it just wouldn't happen. Absolutely, I, New I, York I City is a gun free zone, right. and as a result, one man who buys a gun in Sarasota, Florida, which as I understand is where that gun was purchased, uh, you know, yeah. buys a gun mm-hmm. outside of New York City, brings it into the city. He's got a, a real power advantage over the average New Yorker. But I'm curious, you kind of glossed yeah. over a statement about the Colorado shooting. You believe that was some sort of a a false flag? some kind of government operation with the, the crazy theater killer? 
I truly believe. I truly believe it. Uh, it's just that this is what they're based on what the witnesses said when they first reported it. It's funny when they do the first reports, normally the truth comes out. It's later on when they say, "Oh, they like, oh, we made a mistake here," so they start covering up things. Well, witnesses are just notorious for being inaccurate at what they say. What was it that led you to believe there was some sort of conspiracy there? Well, for me, it's just that they didn't... The guy disappears, but they couldn't catch this guy first, and then they go to the... uh, I guess, what did they they call this guy at the house? There's supposed to be two guys there. Witnesses said they saw more than one guy there. And this guy had all this military weaponry, all these, these booby traps in his apartment, and all this other crazy stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. How did he get a hold of that? All that, all that equipment, this kid, and, he, and, and no, one, no one has record of it? They, they, didn't say, they didn't really see any records of him purchasing these weapons and all this military equipment. Well, I mean, you're not going to get that, that information on the first day, right? I mean, like, look, D- Derek, you're not going to get that kind of detail about the case on the first, you know, within the first 24 hours. That's that's the kind of information that's going to come right. out at a trial as far as whether or not it was him who purchased it. And where was the alleged second man? Was this uh, some kind of backup guy? Was well, he? Uh, according to the witnesses, they said it was a guy that was sitting in the theater. Right, that opened the that fire exit. stood up. As the movie's going, and he went to the towards the exit door. Well, the the it. what ended like, up coming out out, out of that because we reported that when we heard about it on Free Talk Live, and the story ended up coming out that it was him who had left the theater, and to go to his car to get the to get you know suited up. Well, I have a question for you, Ian. If it turns, if we later discovered that this was a quote false flag operation, and the CIA um put this guy up to it would that turn your world upside down well i just you know I've, there's certainly been false flags in the past and there's real confirmed false flags maybe this was one i'm not saying i don't you know i'm not saying i know what the story is i was just wondering what derek's uh you know evidence was what, uh, what I, it was, just, was I just i don't mean to butt in but i just find it very interesting a few you. weeks <laughs> before they had to vote on gun control that that incident happened in the world. They didn't end up voting for it, though, did they? The uh, the UN thing. But but it was on the table, though. Yeah, yeah. it was on the table. Thanks for the call tonight, uh, Derek. I do appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. What do you think, Johnny Ray? Is, uh, are you a subscriber to the Colorado shooting being a false flag slash government uh, psyop operation? I know that in the days following it, when um, um, when I was introduced to some of the ideas about the UN, what was it, a personal weapon? Some kind of gun treaty, right? Yeah, yeah. some kind of gun ban treaty, uh, sort of a global gun ban treaty. Yeah, that going on and um, him being um, unemployed and having tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment, I was definitely wondering what the heck was going on. Didn't he have uh, some kind of scholarship yes. which gave him like 20 grand or yes, something? Yeah, the did. United States government bought the guns for him. Um, the you know when i see these things i don't know what to do with this i think i find conspiracy theories generally are a rabbit hole um a, a down a, a down which you can pour all the time that you're interested in pouring down that hole yeah um i you know it's an interesting story if i'm talking to somebody who believes it's a conspiracy theory i'm not going to say you're wrong because i don't know yeah we don't know if i'm talking is. to somebody who doesn't believe the conspiracy theory story i know what the news says i have the the quote-unquote facts that the news portrays and i'm going to use those I, you know i mean i none of us were there and to speculate about you know stories that the, the news isn't putting out there you know clearly the news is wrong the question is how much is it wrong mm-hmm. we don't know and we're never going to know. So I mean, all I can do is work with the facts as they're portrayed with me. I cannot spend my life 
pouring my energy down rabbit holes and trying to figure out what's a conspiracy theory and what isn't. I do not think the Aurora, Colorado shooting was a, quote, false flag operation. I think it was more mundane than that. Meaning just a crazy guy shooting up a theater? Yes. 855-450-FREE, SACL-CAI toll-free line. And what's going on in that case? Has there been an I haven't update? heard much about him. It's one him. of those things. You know, they just brush it under the rug. The mainstream I haven't heard media. about him. Uh, apparently nothing going on, or at least that's what they want you to think. one 450 3733 If you've got an update, you're welcome to share it with us. Take control and bring up anything you want. Free Talk Live. Online Bitcoin poker at sealswithclubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at sealswithclubs.eu. Great player rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at sealswithclubs.eu. No seals are harmed in the making of this advertisement. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Lots of features are waiting for you there. Again, freetalklive.com. And the program is brought to you by memorydealers.com, who would like to remind you that you can support Mail to Jail with your Bitcoins. Yeah, mailtojail.com is making it possible for you to donate directly to your favorite political prisoners. Uh, Ademo, our former Tuesday night host, who's in jail right now for asking police officer for a comment and recording that uh, comment. And they're claiming that, uh, you know, he, he didn't have enough warning. He didn't know he was being recorded, even though they claim that you can uh, that they're recording you every time they call them, that, that that line's recorded. It's crazy. Anyway, um, you can support mail to jail dot com and their great work or the political activists there at mail dash to dash jail dot com or just mail to jail dot com. And if you need optical transceivers for your networking equipment and want to support liberty at the same time, buy them from MemoryDealers.com. Back to the phones and to the fun. Let's talk to Dustin in Idaho. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Johnny Ray, and Mark. Hi. Hey, Dustin. I would like to talk today about being arrested for longboarding. For lawnboarding or long? Longboarding. Sorry. Okay. Got it. I was I was in a bike lane. I'm on the way to my last class for the day, and a policeman. I happened to ride past a policeman, and he flips on a siren, and oh, he boy. he starts yelling at me with his with his loudspeaker. I have my headphones in, mm. so I end up pulling over and, and setting down the longboard. And he, and he comes up to me. He's like, you're not allowed to longboard in, in the street and blah, blah, blah. And then, then he's just like, you need to show me an ID and tell me what your name is. And now, I was like, well, I have I'm, a I'm interested in this before you go on. Either. Now, they'll tell you that you can't skateboard on the sidewalk. Uh, this is the first time I've ever heard you couldn't skateboard in the street. I thought that's where you were supposed to skateboard. Well, at least around here in New Hampshire. Exactly. And no, no, this is just in general. I mean, you know, you're not allowed to skateboard on sidewalks. Sidewalks are for walking, and you don't want to be skateboarding where people's ankles are exposed. Well, maybe you're going to hurt somebody. Maybe things are different in Idaho. Maybe you're supposed to skateboard on the sidewalk, but not the the street. I mean, what do you know? Do you know what the the laws are there locally? I don't particularly know what the laws are, but are we supposed to know all the laws? Well, yeah. Shouldn't you be reading every single law book and every ordinance and every state statute? I mean, you should be spending hours every day reading up on those laws like a good citizen. Yep, exactly. And and they arrested me in front of my last class for the day, too. Wow. So they, they charged me with obstruction for not identifying myself and arrested me. And 
Oh in reality, gosh. they were obstructing my education. So. Crazy. So are you required to identify yourself if you're on a long board? I mean, if I've... you're being arrested, you're required to identify yourself, according to the Supreme Court. Yes. But... but the thing is, I asked him, was I being arrested? And he said, no, you're being detained. And then I asked if I'm free to go. And again, he said, no, you're being detained. And the only time they said that I was being arrested was for obstruction. Interesting. So I'm kind of confused if I was being asked before I was arrested for my ID. Jeez. That doesn't make any sense. Now, again, Mark, if you are being arrested and you don't give up information, like here in Keene, if you don't give up information, you get charged with an extra crime. Johnny Ray, you encountered this once when uh, Heike was being arrested. I don't know if uh, if they threatened you with this, but the reason why Heike was arrested that day that I was arrested for standing in front of the police car, the reason why she was put in handcuffs and taken into the station was because she refused to give them her identifying information. Not because she refused to give them ID, but because she refused to tell them, my name is Heike so-and-so, and I live at this address, and all of this information. Yeah, I gave them everything. Right, because otherwise they charge you with another crime, which is refusal to process, or in your case, uh, Dustin, it's uh, the obstruction of justice charge. Uh, but you, you can't be required to have an ID on you, can you, at this point? I mean, has it, has it really gotten that bad in Idaho to where you have well, to he have wasn't government? identifying himself. It wasn't about him not giving up his ID. It was about him not identifying himself. Right, so you wouldn't even exactly. give them your name. Yeah, I didn't tell him my name or my ID, either one. I said, I would like to talk to a lawyer. I don't have to say anything to you. Mm-hmm. The Fifth Amendment says I don't really have to say a word. It's true. Is that true? It is I, true. You know, as, as I understand it, it I mean, I, I'd have to go through the Supreme Court ruling to see whether or not it includes uh, detainment and not arrest. You know, here on Free Talk Live, we don't give legal advice. And, you know, if you take legal advice from us, you're a fool. But, uh, you know, I mean, I'd have to I'd have to check and see. But I'd, I don't know. I thought it was just on arrest. But they could do whatever they want. It's not like this guy's going to lose his job for, you know, making a mistake and arresting a man for something that he didn't do wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think then you've I got a case. To search through my backpack without my permission. So, oh, and take my skateboard. So, I, I still if you were arrested, then he can search through your backpack. Okay, so I guess I, if that's the way it goes, that's the way it goes. But yeah. Johnny Ray, you think he's got a good case? The ability to do that. Yeah, simply because just based on logic, though, and logic yeah, doesn't, doesn't apply. apply in court. I'd um, uh, contact the local, uh, you know, the state chapter of the, um, you know, the, the Idaho CLU, yeah, the, the Civil Liberties Union, and see if you can, uh, you know, f- see if they'll protect you in this particular one. They may very well take That'll it be up. A great idea. Excellent. Well, thank you again. I appreciate all your help. Man. Hey, thank you, Ju- Dustin. Good luck. Let us know what happens. Thanks for the story tonight, and uh, sorry that happened to you. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's continue. We've got Kevin in Indy listening to WXNT. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Johnny Ray, and Mark. I enjoyed that call from New York, and I, I believe a lot of the root cause of these uh, shootings has to do with uh, just an outright uh, people are very upset at the governmental rules that they have to deal with, and that could either be a local, state, or federal level. And I think the frustration comes out. Of course, we were founded on violence. Our our forefathers, you know, overthrew a, a government or overthrew a foreign government with violence. And the reaction is, if you don't like the rules, then you know, violence is is, is what people do. Yeah, so many governments, uh, you know, around the world are simply 
the most successful organized crime syndicate in the particular region. Um, I mean, you know, what's the difference between the American Revolution and a successful, you know, crime family? Not much. Just some people who got together, used violence to get what they wanted. And, you know, yeah, they have they have elections. They allow you to elect a king every four years. Didn't start out that the president was a king, but uh, now with executive orders just being the the word of the day and they can just essentially legislate from uh, the oval office yeah essentially now you just have a king you know it was only 30 percent of the population really wanted the revolution so that was so i've heard and probably not 30 percent of the population that was willing to pick up a gun and do something about it you know that's people that you know that they're committed like chickens are committed to breakfast not like pigs are but it's just in my situation, I live in an apartment complex where this individual, um, he actually didn't even live in the apartment complex, but he, and he'd been banned from all the stores in the area, but he was living with a young lady, and he got upset because the maintenance uh, department wasn't coming in and fixing some of the problems in the apartment fast enough, and he decided to shoot five people, including himself, and uh, he was one of the victims, but he walked right into the leasing office and just blew a lady away. So, I mean, his... In his mind, he was justified to use the ultimate, which was, uh, you know, brute force. But not in all cases is it justified, obviously. And then the root cause, if we knew that, I guess we could solve the problem. Kevin, thanks for the call, man. The The root root cause cause is crazy. Thank you, sir. The root cause what now? The root cause, according to Johnny Ray, is the violence. The, The government's based on violence. The systems that make the world go around are designed by governments as they're presently constituted and those systems are breaking down people's lives are being destroyed and they're they don't know why it's happening they're getting frustrated and they're killing yeah and it's a problem because violence isn't going to solve the problem violence will not solve the problems that violence creates 855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll free line we need people to be able to stand up but do it peacefully because violence just does not create peace it's free talk live On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Toll free at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features, we give them away. We've got the bulletin board system where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Free, of course, over at bbs.freetalklive.com. bbs.freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Johnny Ray. And Mark. All right, so you can, of course, join us at freetalklive.com. And join us on the phones at 855 855- Four fifty free. Let's continue here with you and your thoughts. Tyler is listening in Ohio. Tyler, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Johnny Ray, and Mark. Hi guys. Hey Tyler. Hey. Um, last hour, you guys were talking about how you know people call in and they're like, "Oh, you guys just talk bad on the police and this and that." They obviously have not been on the other end. Like Clearly. Mary, I think her name was a month ago. She called in. And she's like, "Oh, our work." with a bunch of police officers and this and that, and they're all nice. Well, yeah, some are, but like I said, I've called in before talking about, you know, 
police think a screen door is wide open, so they just walk right in and they tail two miles by cops for no Well, Tyler, if you don't have anything to hide, what do you care about the police walking into your home? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think tailed, that this is you know. the important part to know about here is there aren't such things as evil police or good police or nice police and bad police or anything like that. There are people, and people make all kinds of different human-type decisions. And there are so many laws and so many restrictions, uh, one way or the other, that nobody, including the police, can know what they're supposed to do. I mean, you know, there's there's no way there's no way for anybody to know what to do. Any policeman who does it by the book is not going to get ahead. I, I don't think there is a book. I don't think they they could do it by the book. I mean, in this case that we were talking about earlier, where the the police arrested a national guardsman running down the road with the you know tra- training in, in training gear, where holding a training weapon. You know, he's just doing the stuff the National Guardsmen do. If they would have stood up for what was right in that circumstance, not arresting this guy and putting him on the ground for an airsoft rifle, um, they would have. That guy would have been on desk duty forever. Indeed. Tyler. Yep. Tyler. Yeah, and uh, there are also. Uh, I've been tailed through town like by police, like you know, miles, like for no reason, and then get pulled over. I was actually. Play follows for a good two miles. He pulls me over. He's like, "To be in a hurry? Like, what? What? What classifies as a hurry? You know?" He, we went through this whole thing. He, I think he was just expecting me to be like, "Oh yeah, okay," and give me a ticket or something. But I'm like, "Is five miles over the speed limit? Is that your hurry you're talking about?" And he's like, "Well, I'll just give you a warning and uh, I'll let you go, or whatever." Like, I didn't do anything wrong. And uh, how could any police officer have, with any morals, think this National Guard guy? What? I mean. What possibly could he have done wrong? Like you guys are saying, this is obviously something he did. National, like, yep. probably his training and all that. I mean, Apparently, I just, it was wrong to jog down the street while holding an airsoft rifle. I mean, this is so insane. Well, they're claiming that uh, that the military people are turning into anti-government extremists. I wonder why. Gee, yeah, whose fault is that? Uh, Tyler, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Eight five five four fifty three. Ian is on the line, calling from New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ian. Oh. Hi. Uh, kind of, I want to talk a little bit about the National Guard. Hello? Go ahead. Right here, Go man. Go. Uh, yeah. I have, do not like the National Guard at all. Uh, mainly because they've had the historical role of suppressing, of suppressing uh, workers' struggles and uh, strikes. Uh, you look at, for example, the Colorado Wars, where the, they hired basically private, private cops to be a bunch of people who would just go on strike. And then uh, when they went, when they obviously were being attacked and violently pressed, they flee to the hills to resist. They uh, send the National Guard in as the first line of defense against the people, basically. Was that the Colorado Wars you said? Uh, can I have a response, please? What what he said? He said the Colorado Wars. Yeah, that says this is an Indian war between Hello? the Cheyenne and the Arapahoe tribes. Ian, are you there? Something seems to be wrong with this guy's phone. He called last night, had some uh, phone sorry, issues. Sorry. Uh, my pet piece is doing There's always some sort of uh, you know explanation he has. Thanks for the call. We're going to let him go. Uh, 855-450-FREE. Look, get a better phone, man. If you want to have a conversation, get on a line that actually works. <laughs> I Getting pretty short-tempered. You I don't do hate know. audio problems. I don't know what uh, you know the issue is. If you're a crank call, or if you actually just have a really bad phone connection. If it's a if it's an online like a voiceover IP, maybe you need to get uh, you know something else. Go to a payphone. We've got a toll free number. 
You can call us from any payphone anywhere in the United States. Or a landline. 855-450-FREE. Yeah, but people that age don't have landlines anymore. People don't have payphones anymore either. Where are you going to go find one of those things? They still exist. Yeah, them in carrier pigeons. (laughs) I'm not sure where to find a payphone, but yeah, I guess they do If I touched it, I'd be afraid I got tetanus. I can think of two. Pick up a payphone. I can think of yeah. two payphone locations right in downtown Keene, right in the heart of downtown. <laughs> oh is that boy. a payphone or just a booth with Actually, a with a a couple of holes in it? Sometimes that is what you'll find be. with uh, with payphones. That's true that they've been stripped out and they're no longer there, but uh, they're still there. They're really expensive these days, but they yeah. you know, they're still there. Payphones are like two bucks a call. I don't think it's gotten that insane, at least not in Keene, New Hampshire. But, Remember, I used to have a pair of ruse. I'd keep a dime in there to call my mom. So you're, you're absolutely right that <laughs> I uh, had pay- some ruse too. Yeah, payphones are ruse. less prevalent today. There's no doubt about that. It is certainly a dying breed. Uh, but the you know, fact is, some people don't have cell phones, even though the government will actually give homeless people cell phones for yeah, free. They, they hand out phones uh, these days. So really, there's no reason why anybody wouldn't have a cell phone if they wanted one. But you know, with the smartphones these days, they die on you, and so you could, in theory, have to use a payphone if you're kind of stuck in a rut. But then again, how do you find the phone number you're going to call if your if your cell phone's dead? Yeah, that much is true. Well, you should hopefully have uh, some emergency number memorized. I, I, right. I would hope that somebody still memorizes numbers somewhere. Maybe I had zips instead of ruse. Did, zips Did you keep have a quarter pockets? or a dime in it? Uh, this is this would really place you on the, uh, the 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 timeline because when I was a kid and maybe middle school, they switched from quarters to dimes. All I know is I asked for Adidas and she bought me zips. Uh, I can tell you that the dime would change colors in the uh, the pocket. It would get like green over time. Really? Yeah. I never had any of these. You're talking about zippered shoes, right, with a little pocket, a on, little the side? pocket on the side? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Velcro. I can think of a different kind of a dime I would put in there. 855-450-FREE. <laughs> That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. That'd be some real stink, bud, by the time you were done with it. <laughs> Tell me about uh, North Korea, Johnny Ray. What's going on over there with Kim Jong-un, the son of Kim, the uh, deceased Kim Jong-il? Um, they apparently, uh, you know, ever since he has left, there have been some rumblings about how things are going to change over in North Korea. That, you know, this guy's different. Uh, he went to a school in Europe, so he actually was educated outside of North Korea. Maybe while he was there, he actually had some fun and, uh, you know, might have changed possibly his viewpoint on life. Yeah, this is a story from the Washington Times. North Korean reforms are smokescreen, say senior defectors. Seoul, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un appears more approachable than his late father, but despite a new emphasis on economic improvement, there are few signs of real reform underway in the totalitarian state, a pair of senior defectors working for South Korea's most secretive think tank said Tuesday. Former North Korean diplomat Go Yong-hwan said that Mr. Kim's promise to improve the economy has raised expectations of a better future, but a new policy being implemented on North Korea's porous border with China bodes ill Uh for would-be defectors. So they're going to improve the the economy through more central control, right? In the past, if North Koreans wanted to cross the river, they gave money to guards, Mr. Go said. Meaning a bribe? Yes. Noting that the number of defectors has fallen since Mr. Kim came to power in January. Now the regime says to the guards, take the money. We will not punish you, but get the defectors and we will give you credit. He also noted that border guard units frequently are rotated from place to place so that they do not build relations with locals. So the claim is that the border guards 
that because they haven't had as many people defecting recently, that that's an evidence that things are better in North Korea. Is that what they're saying? Um, no, they're they're that's a qualification to the to the rest of the story. All right, which... we'll get to that here in a moment. Here, eight five five four fifty free. I find North Korea absolutely fascinating. It's an insane. It's a fascinating uh, police state. Place, yeah. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. There's a lot to learn about North Korea. We can't tell you at all in one one more remaining segment of the show, but we'll at least try to. Uh, Shed a little light on what's going on there right now. And, of course, your thoughts are certainly welcome. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Even in these remaining moments, we have enough time for you and your thoughts. At 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and we give them all away. The mobile site is there. M, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. We'll take you there. That's m.freetalklive.com. And that's where you can access the live streams of the program. We've got broadband, midband, narrowband versions of the show. And they're all free. So go to m.freetalklive.com. There's also a link there to our podcast. And the software you'll need if you don't already have it, that'll let you tune into those streams. So m.freetalklive.com. Johnny Ray is sharing with us uh, some some news about North Korea and how uh, maybe things aren't as, you know, they're not getting better like some people might suggest with the new dear leader, Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Now, have uh, have you heard about these reforms in North Korea b- before I opened my mouth when I came in the studio today? I haven't heard anything concrete. All I heard was like, uh, what was it, maybe half a year ago or so when Kim Jong-un was kind of coming to power that You're talking some, about there might be some reforms right, because some long-timers okay, yep, had sure. suggested that maybe things would change a little bit. All right. So, yeah, this story is sort of in two parts. The first short part is about uh, the crackdown on defection. Um where basically they're telling guards, go ahead and take the bribes from the people trying to leave and then, then give arrest us the them. defectors. Yeah. yeah. You can keep um, the bribe, give us the defector. Now, now my laptop here is dying a little bit, so oh, this yeah. story could uh, be heartbreakingly broken off. It's in the Washington Times. Um, I'll continue. Oh, <clears throat> all right. Mr. Goh's colleague dismissed Mr. Kim's statements and policies. That prioritized the economy, calling such pronouncements deceptive. He said that the regime has asked farmers to grow marketable crops, but noted that the government has surveyed all of the land. When harvest time What's comes, mean? means they've gone and um, and um, looked at it and seen what everybody's doing on it and okay. um, and what they're what they're growing. With the five year plan going, all right. When harvest time comes, the regime will take seventy percent of it in a mandatory Ooh. seizure. He said, Jeez. in addition, reports about North Korean manufacturers being granted autonomy to produce goods are misleading, he said. 
The first and second tier companies produce weapons and key industrial equipment, and the government still orders these factories what to produce, the former official said. It reminds me of a game of civilization. Mm-hmm. That's a an editorial comment by Johnny Ray. It's mm-hmm. not in the article. Mm-hmm. Adding that only bottom tier factories have autonomy. Right now, they are not making any products at all as they have no money, so they are being told to produce anything. He also noted that Mr. Kim appears to be trying to take control of various foreign currency-earning organizations, bureaus, and schemes controlled by the Communist Party and Army, yeah. both of you which have spawned personal corruption. Cap- capitalism by from the, you know top down from the government. It's just oh, yeah. I mean you know it's, <laughs> so the, it's idea the antithesis of capitalism. If you take if if you tell a farmer, grow what you'd like to grow, but we're going to take seventy percent. I mean, <laughs> that's not my North Korean accent, by the way. Um, you know, what, what, what's the purpose of growing? I mean, you know, it's like, okay, you know, why, why do you care how much you grow? I suppose. Why you do you could, get out of bed if 70% of what you earn is taken from you? It's an excellent question. Just because you need to, to, to survive. And I'll take that's the, all I'll take they're the doing free there. North Korean pine needle soup instead and just lay around and have dreams of whatever they dream about. Yeah, which just can't be much. I mean, most of them live in a, a, a abject poverty. They're, they're so much shorter than their South Korean uh, counterparts because they don't get any nutrition. Uh, yeah, they don't get enough meat in their diets. It's just incredible. Since the 1990s, high-level officials with links to economic bureaus routinely have hoarded foreign currencies. Um, and I'm making this up, although there was only one sentence left in the story before my laptop oh, shut down. Oh, I've got it. I've got it here. Uh, they routinely so, keep five hundred thousand to millions to a million of dollars, dollars in their homes. In their Party homes. officials have been keeping massive sums of dollars close to hand, according to uh, people that know these things. <laughs> Somebody making an accusation. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, speaking of North Korea, there's a, a website out there called Link, uh, the North Korea Crisis, linkglobal.org. A friend of mine turned me on to this. Uh, they uh, they actually help uh, rescue people from North Korea. So, you know, for those of you that have heard Can't us— Can't imagine. For those of you that have heard us talk about North Korea in the past, because we have, I find it absolutely fascinating in a train wreck sort of a, a fascinating way. Uh, if you want to actually help out these yeah, that's, people, that's something you could be sending your money to instead of having it taxed away from you in order to have Romney and Obama bluster to the North Korean leaders and the Chinese. You could be doing something that actually makes a difference. Yep, exactly. So if you want to help them out, uh, linkglobal.org is their site. I can't say I've done a whole lot of research into the organization, but on their front page, they claim they rescued 58 refugees in just the year 2011 alone. And to get anybody out of North Korea, anyone at all, it's a pretty prison colony basically yeah really is quite a challenge i mean they literally have barbed wire on the ocean front property you cannot leave yeah yeah. i mean you'd probably just have to hijack a boat and take it out a certain amount of distance hope you don't get seen by patrol boats uh, you know odds are good their boats probably don't work so if you could actually get a boat (laughs) somewhere nearby the oh their military is pretty much top notch uh there you think so as as i understand they put the north korean the north korean military up uh, you know the on this show that i used to watch which was deadliest warrior they put the north koreans uh special forces up against the airborne oh yeah and the (laughs) north koreans on north korean soil beat the airborne i see so let's let's go to mike he's in connecticut uh mike you're on free talk live with ian johnny ray and mark hey guys how you doing hey mike what's on your mind uh i just wanted to call and congratulate the free state project um whatever you're doing you're getting people's attention um really how i was at a get together in connecticut 
And I have a cousin that works uh, somewhere in, in politics in New Hampshire. Um, and so I mentioned the Free State Project. I said, you know, I, I'd like to move up there and join the Free State Project. And he said he got up out of his chair and he started to walk away from me. So I said, what's the matter? He's like, oh, those guys are nuts. And I said, why? He's like, they're really trying to take over the government. So he, he's walking away from me. So Isn't that know, the I, Republicans like, and the Democrats? Isn't that what they're doing? <laughs> so I, so I went to confront him a little bit on that again. And I said, well, how are they nuts? And he says, well, the good news is you can drink raw milk now in New Hampshire. And I said, well, what's wrong with that? He's like, oh, I don't care. You want to drink raw milk? It's, it's disgusting. But you want to drink it, that's fine with me. <laughs> so yeah, he was, was saying, was it. he bringing that up as a, a, a victory for yeah, the Free State you, Project? I think you could already drink raw milk in New Hampshire before the Free State well, Project. I, I don't know. You know, at least you're getting people's attention. Up yeah. So he's a government guy? He works for the state? Yeah, he's a, he's a, he, you would call him a statist. And the whole family, actually, the, well, his wife works in college somewhere, but she yeah. said it too. She, you know, I was like, well, what's up with the Free State, State Project? And she's like, oh. Don't get me started with those guys, and she walked away from me. Yeah, he's not going to be happy when the, uh, the when when free staters uh, reduce the budget by twelve percent. <laughs> Is that right, Mark? Twelve percent. It was reduced by nearly more than eleven percent, less than twelve percent. And uh, state was... employees, uh, state what are they called? Tax eaters. They're not mm-hmm. going to like that. No, not at all. In fact, uh, especially if uh, the more liberty activists get elected, the more liberty oriented legislation starts to pass. The more freaked out these people are going to get, and the more dangerous they're going to get. I think that's an Another important point here, and, and Mike, thanks for the call, man. Look forward to seeing you up here in New Hampshire. Uh, that uh, people like to believe that politics is safe activism, and for the most part, by and large, for the average political activist, it's true. It's a lot safer than doing civil disobedience or non-cooperation, for instance. Uh, however, it is not a guaranteed golden road. It is uh, fraught with peril. They, if you are successful with your political aspirations, you will be more likely to be targeted for retaliation by those who are currently in those positions of power, who are threatened by the existence of you and your movement. And if you're seen as the head of that movement, they will come after you. And they'll come, they'll come up with something. Just like those cops down in Florida who they're coming up with reasons to arrest those uh, convenience store owners for selling spice, even though spice isn't, the spice they're selling isn't illegal. They're coming up with reasons to arrest them in the same right. way they'll and come up And these police with- aren't going to pay any penalty for arresting nope. people that are selling something that's legal. And they know that they're doing it. They're not going to pay any penalty because maybe the, if they lawyer, one of them lawyers up and they do a really good job in court after a few years, maybe somebody could be held for some civil liability in that case. But not anytime soon are they going to pay for it. And a individually, police department, right? And individually, the cops won't pay pay any kind of. Uh, right, the penalty. police department's not going to. They're not going to pay anything for anything. Um, it's the you know. The individuals aren't going to play, pay anything. The police department might might be held liable. I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from getting involved in the political system. I'm involved in that. I'm doing things there. I'm running for political office. I've, I've you know testified at state house hearings, things like that. You're a traitor. You're a traitor. <laughs> I'll do anything if I think it could help liberty. And uh, that's why we just need more people who are willing to do these things. Because if you overwhelm them with numbers, then it's too late. Then they can't do anything about you because you've already won. So we'll see you tomorrow night. It's been Ian here with you tonight. And Johnny Ray. And Mark. Tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. See you then. Why did you move to the Shire? 
I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.